in your corner, saving one investor at a time, working for clients, not companies, all while bully-proofing portfolios, totally committed to sharing academic truths about investing, always representing Main Street and not Wall Street. It's your Sound Money team, and this is the Sound Money Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors. Hello and welcome to the Sound Money Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors. I'm Greg Brown. And I'm James Borth, and we are a registered investment advisory firm. We are independent. We do work for clients and not companies. To receive your complimentary and personalized financial income plan, give us a call at 513-575-9654. If you're seeking advice on an old 401k, 403b, some type of employer-sponsored plan, even an NUA analysis, here's the point. If you're no longer with the company, then as a rule, your money should not be there either. We can help you roll that out into a tax-neutral IRA. Take control of your money. Give us a call, 513-575-9654. Visit our website at brownfinancialadvisors.com. Email team at brownfinancialadvisors.com. And our office locations, home office is in Milford, but we also have locations in Blue Ash, Westchester, and Florence. And Greg, what's going on today? Well, tax-friendly or tax-efficient conversion strategies to consider conversion strategies of buckets of money. Now, understanding different tax strategies to take advantage of today's market environment is an important, say, tactic. And in our toolbox, our arsenal of tools to use with you and for you for your benefit is, is some of the focus we'll spend today. We won't be able to cover all the different methods that we can apply to help you with a better conversion strategy for those long-term to be taxed, haven't been taxed, buckets of money, going to be taxed later, what tax rate, what tax environment, all things to be considered today. Now, many people believe in a very common myth or misconception that they can play a role in the retirement process. And the misconceptions, if ill-conceived, can result in less tax efficiency, more taxes later. Now, this myth deals with, in this case, your IRA or pre-tax company plans that you might have available to you through your company employer you know, such as a 401k or 403b, in some cases, a tax sheltered annuity may be um, what you're dealing with in the, the teacher realm. But let's say you have an account balance in your traditional IRA or 401k of $500,000 or maybe a million dollars. Now, as you're working, continue to pump that money into that account, you start thinking that that nest egg as a whole number, as you look at the totality of that number, in ways that you can use it if for retirement, you start to dream and scheme based on this number you see. Well, whether that is for future income or to buy a second home or whatever it might be, you believe that account balance that you see on your statements is the amount of money that you'll be able to use in retirement, right? Pretty true. Well, unfortunately, it's not actually the case. And this is where the myth comes into play. Remember, those accounts are tax deferred. You still have to pay taxes on all of those funds in those accounts once you begin to draw the money out. So let's say your balance is the $500,000 and you have a combined federal and state and throw in local tax of about a 25% total tax liability on that $500,000. This means that you can use 75% of your IRA. You don't own all of it. 75% of the IRA after the 25% tax liability leaves you with about $375,000 of real money to you net net basis. Now that other 25% or $125,000 of the five hundred. dollars it's not really yours. And it's, uh, it's what you'll be paying in taxes one way or another. 
So that's what we want to take a look at. These tax-deferred savings vehicles, you know, they've become the forefront, the leader in the retirement planning of today versus yesteryear when it was more of a pension-based focus. Well, the transitions to the companies for the company's benefit ended up being more of the tax-deferred vehicles known to most of us as the 401k, 403b. So not to say they're bad because they're a great vehicle, James, to help build a nest egg for retirement, but, but maybe there's some different strategies, you think, that can help your money work more tax efficiently for you in retirement. So today we'll discuss various conversion strategies where you can convert in part or in whole your tax deferred assets to assets with tax-free growth or tax-friendlier positioning. Now, some of the pros and cons that go along with this we'll cover as well. We want to make sure you understand both of these before deciding if it's something you really might benefit by. So let's go through the thought-provoking questions that tie into today's show. For starters, what is a Roth conversion strategy and how could it potentially benefit me or the collective we in retirement? What should we expect future income tax rates to be? Not a trick question. What does the future hold for us on the tax rates? What is the great American savings myth? How can conversion strategies help with recent legislation and also some pending tax increases that have been put into place? How does an index universal life? So if you hear the acronym IUL, that's index universal life. How does that type of a policy work? What are some of the pros and cons of converting money from a traditional IRA to a Roth IRA or possibly into one of these IULs, Index Universal Life Policies. Are there certain strategies that should be considered depending upon the type of market that we're in, bull, bear, or just simply lots of volatility in between? How do conversion strategies affect spouses and or beneficiaries for these inherited accounts? Who should I speak to? In other words, is this a financial discussion? Is this a tax discussion when deciding if a conversion strategy is right for me. Greg? So today's topic, you know, it's one of those as no pre-retiree retiree should take this topic lightly because it, it revolves around taxes, tax efficiency, you know, money that you're going to hold on to or give away to the state and federal government. And it's just something we need to have, you know, one of those heart-to-heart -heart talks, especially when you come in and visit with us. We'll review all your current positions, your investments, any annuities, CDs, variable annuities, uh, stocks, bonds, ETFs, mutual funds, all of what you're holding that you're going to depend upon, whether it's IRA, tax-deferred 401k, or after-tax accounts like non-qualified accounts. We'll put all that together, look at the spreads, fees, margins, and loads, internal costs of your real total cost of investing. We'll make sure that the investments you hold are aligned with your actual purpose for money and your eventual purpose for retirement, because retirement ends up being all about cash flow. So uh, there's an old saying that mentions there's only two certainties in life, and that's death and taxes, you know, just maybe not in that order. And people are living longer today, uh, longer than ever before. And uh, it brings a little different light to that aspect of certainty of how long and other certainty, the taxes. It's something we'll all have to deal with throughout life. And as it affects our buckets of money, our investments and the net net money that we have access to in terms of cash flow to buy the goods and services and things that make up our happy lifestyle. So we all have to pay our fair share. And we're not saying don't pay your taxes, just don't tip too. And the difference between those two bottom lines is efficiency. Pump up the efficiency. So there's positive news we have for you. All you have to do is come in for a complimentary appointment. Just call us, email, whatever the case. Get on in. The first appointment's all about you, laying out the facts of your 
your financial situation on the table like a puzzle and then having you back after we put it all back together again to look at like the best version of the picture on the puzzle box the best outlook for you the projection that can make a difference in having a a retirement that lasts for the rest of your forever or money that you uh, outlive or it outlives you we want the latter right so if you're retired or think about retiring in the next five to ten years there may be some of these strategies that we can utilize and work with together and help you mitigate, reduce some of the taxes that are avoidable, potentially paying you more of a dividend into the future. So these are things that uh, we're working on as we continue our show today. James, take it from there. Well, a couple of thoughts about the taxes. I, I know it's it's almost like a slide of hand diversion when the focus is so much on income tax and the future of the, of the income tax rates. Something to keep an eye on, though, is what seems to be a collision course to a major tax increase when it comes to estate taxes. And that's perhaps the elimination of things called the step up in cost basis. Ouch. That could be a major, major issue when it comes to not only your tax planning for what you have now when you're still alive, but also what you're going to pass on to your loved ones, your heirs, your beneficiaries via your estate. So yes, tag teaming with potential tax increases on the income tax rates would also be looming increases, perhaps, when it comes to valuations of estates and also the estate tax increases by de facto of the elimination of the step-up and cost basis. That's one of the reasons why some of these conversion strategies become so vitally important to have as part of your overall financial plan and your retirement plan. All of this dovetails together into having a plan. Our phone number at the office, 513-575-575. 9654 again 513-575-9654 call us we can help greg you know i think you just you just emphasized the whole positioning and purpose of our company to be holistic never like never before these things are going to come together to work in concert in conjunction for you and your good or against you and so handling investment management financial planning income planning insurance advisory estate planning uh tax advisory tax preparation all working together that's pretty critical. And that's where we come in to help you. And it's all on a complimentary, no obligation basis. Come in and start the process by sharing about you. And then we turn around the second appointment and subsequent meetings together to share our findings, our recommendations. We hold nothing back. We want you to see the value, understand the totality of the total cost of your current investing versus how it can be more efficient in every which way, shape and form with us working together. But that's up to you. You'll know all costs involved. It's a transparent process. We work as a fiduciary, meaning we put your interest first in every situation. That's by law. That's the way we're regulated. I wish you know everyone was, but it's not. If you're working with insurance agencies, banks, and brokerage firms that have Super Bowl commercials and stadiums named after them, you're at the wrong place, and you should call us as soon as possible and let us start helping you today. There's more. There's much more. Our phone number again, 513-575-9654. Call us. We can help. But stay tuned and listening to the Sound Money Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors here on 55KRC, the talk station. Opinions expressed are solely those of Brown Financial Advisors and should not be interpreted as specific advice. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified investment advisors prior to implementation. Market-based investments involve risk and past performance is no guarantee of future results. Insurance-based investments offer guarantees based upon the claims-paying ability of the issuing company. All insurance, tax, and mortgage services are offered through Brown Insurance and Tax Advisors 
Advisors, LLC. Brown Financial Advisors and Brown Insurance and Tax Advisors are affiliated companies and may only transact business in those states in which registered or were otherwise legally permitted. Welcome back to the Sound Money Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors. I'm Greg Brown. And I'm James Borth, and we are an RIA, a registered investment advisory firm. We are independent. We do work for clients and not companies. Our phone number, 513-575-9654. Website, brownfinancialadvisors.com. Email, team at brownfinancialadvisors.com. And our home office is in Milford. We also have locations in Blue Ash, Westchester, and Florence. And Greg, what we leave off? Well, we're dealing with this uh, conversion strategy and options, this concept that uh, people that are going to be on track to pay a lot of taxes, some money has never been taxed before. So we're talking about conversion strategies to be considered. And it's understanding the different tax strategies that we have available, uh, many more than we'll be able to discuss today, to help folks out there listening to take advantage of today's environment and and you know opportunity to shave off and reduce even somewhat significantly unnecessary taxes downrange in your future because taxes are on the move, right? All you're hearing in the news today is uh, uh, targeted, a focus on changing taxes for the higher, for those with higher income and at what level and above, no one really knows to what extent these taxes are going up. And same with capital gains tax. It has a lot of investors and clients of ours too, kind of uh, stirred over what should they do, something different, something better. You know, what is it? Well, first of all, we just need to breathe. We need to understand that that we don't know what the actual capital gains tax amount would be. It's been rumored to be 43%. You know, that's out there to, to start negotiating downward from there. So it's a very important topic we're on today, and we encourage you to reach out to us, come visit with us, and we'll help you navigate through it uh, appropriately. Now, some of you may already be familiar with several of the conversion strategies we're going to discuss today. You may have considered them at some point but didn't take action. Maybe it's a new call to action today as things are shifting. We want to share some of the benefits of these strategies as well, some of the negatives, you know, the old pros and cons. So you consider whether these make sense for you. We'll help you make sense of that, you know, too, and make recommendations accordingly for your best interest. But before we get started, just want to remind everyone that everyone's situation is at least somewhat unique and different. We highly encourage each of our listeners to seek the guidance of qualified financial and tax professionals and um, that would be someone just like us. So you can just call us and come in and see us, right? So prior to, before you ever implement or consider implementing strategies of any kind, tips from any source, uh, articles and information from any uh, news guide, just come, come and access us at some voice of reason. This is what we do. This is what our expertise is in. And we make it easy. It's without obligation. It's complimentary. All you have to do is make it um, some time of yours available, donate your time, we'll donate ours, and we'll see what we can do for you. So conversion strategies, we mentioned earlier, qualified account balances such as IRAs, the 401ks, the company plans through work, well, they could be a little bit less than um, transparent. You know, you might even say slightly deceiving. That might be a little strong. But you are pumping money into these accounts. If you're, if you're future focused, you're going to be putting money in these accounts. Question is how much? Just the amount that, you, uh, that they match is the amount that you contribute. Hope so. Don't over-contribute. There's a balance in all this. And every year while you're working, you continue to receive the statements on those accounts, you know, sometimes quarterly, oftentimes at least annually, that show the balance continuing to grow, hopefully grow between your contributions match and market value increases in growth and depreciation over time. And over a 30 to 40 year span of a working career, let's say, is probably going to be very significant. And eventually you get to the point where you feel comfortable enough that, hey, there's enough money there. I've built up my nest egg, I'll just retire. 
But wait, don't let that number in your statements fool you. That's kind of like a focal point here. These are tax deferred accounts, so you don't pay the taxes until you start to draw the money out, right? So once you start drawing the money from these qualified accounts, typically after age 59 and a half, you can round to 60 if it's easy to remember, to avoid penalties such as early distribution from tax deferred accounts. That's why you wait so you don't, you don't have penalties for accessing your own money, paying yourself back. Well, some more common time frames or ages to access this money is was 70 and a half. In uh, January 2019, that changed to 72. Age 72 is when you have to do what's required minimum distributions. It's called required minimum distributions, RMD. Whether you need your money or not, you have to take a certain amount of money that becomes taxable from those tax-deferred accounts. So you won't get out of paying taxes on these. There's just methods to reduce it. So you might be asking yourself, is there a way to reduce it? Yes, there is a way to reduce it. So a few strategies you can use to help lessen the tax liability throughout your retirement years is what we're going to touch on now. And just two of those at that, James. We'll start with a Roth conversion. And a Roth conversion, just for the definition of what that really means, it's, it's taking a portion or perhaps the entire balance of your Qualified accounts. Qualified means tax qualified, such as an IRA, traditional IRA. Traditional IRA also includes your SEP IRA and even simple IRAs, and also those company plans, such as your 401ks, your 403bs. Again, traditional accounts converted to Roth. You will, however, get to pay taxes. That's the fun part, right? The, the taxes that you owe on the money that you convert. That's why. This is not only a financial discussion to be had, but also a tax discussion to be had. How much taxes would that be if you start converting your monies from traditional to Roth? Well, that's a good question, and that's one that we can help you to find out the answer. So how much you convert on any given year? Yes, not only is it what your current tax bracket looks like, but also what happens if you convert. And you're also drawing other benefits from, say, retirement. That includes Social Security. That also includes for people who are on Medicare. What does that do to your Medicare premiums, such as your Medicare Part B and also Medicare Part D premiums? It's also important to remember this. There's a what the government calls a five-year seasoning rule with Roth accounts. That means when you put money into a Roth IRA, you must wait at least five years before you start withdrawing the growth, the gains that are inside of that Roth account. That does mean that you cannot ever access your monies. It just means you need to very carefully track your cost basis. That means on your tax return, track your cost basis so that you're not subject to any withdrawal penalties, interest, taxes, or any other types of remuneration that the government wants to impose. Greg? Yeah, I was just thinking, you know, right there, hit a pause button in your minds and say, take down this number, 513-575-9654, 575-9654, or email us at team, team at brownfinancialadvisors.com. Why? Because if you have an IRA of any substance and you're 10 years from retirement or more, or at any point in time, we should still take a look at this. You need to, you need to contact us. We will provide you a five and 10 year complimentary Roth conversion analysis. We'll still assess where you're at make recommendations on your current investments, show you some things that you can do to improve all of that, drop it into a complimentary financial plan for you, and then run alongside with that a Roth conversion illustration to show you exactly what we're talking about. We'll also throw in what we're going to talk about next 
um, some other tax-free methods using leveraging life insurance. We'll, we'll do all that complimentary. All you have to do is just come in, share some information, and we'll give you a great deal of value back on this so you can get ahead of this. So keep that in mind. Greg, before you get to the next part, let's let's also discuss another aspect of the Roth accounts, which is before you get to the conversion phase, how about the contribution phase? We hear this quite a bit when people are, of course, still in their working years. And the question is, should I contribute to a traditional account, whether it be the 401k, the 43b at work or my private accounts, which is my IRA? Should I contribute to a traditional account or should I contribute to a Roth account? And once again, at work, most companies now offer Roth versions of your 401ks and your 43bs. And then, of course, privately, your Roth IRAs. Now, two different issues on this one. One is, what is your current tax rate? And then projecting forward, what does your future tax rate look like in comparison to your current tax rate? That's one part of the equation. The other part is, well, how old are you? How many years would you have for your Roth account to grow on a tax-free basis. Think about that as like paying taxes on the seeds versus paying taxes on the harvest. So there's there's two different very important components of this equation, which is the time horizon, the number of years that you have for the contributions to grow on a tax-free basis. And then the second part is what are the tax rates? What are the tax rates that you're currently in? And then compare that to the future, what you think the projected tax rates will be in your retirement years. Very good points. And with that, that being the Roth conversion strategy, that's a way to get taxed, taxable money that's tax deferred. You're going to owe probably more taxes later. If taxes go up, we need to run a Roth conversion analysis for you and show you how to liberate that money in a way that works more kindly and gently to you on how much tax liability you can afford to pay, staying in certain brackets going forward, all the stuff you'd expect, but may not know how to achieve and drop it right into your current reality of your plan. So you can actually do this, not, not just dream about it, think about it, uh, post, you know, procrastinate on it. We want you to just take this opportunity and run with it. Because the next strategy we're going to go into after the break is uh, we're going to talk about Index Universal Life and how to leverage life insurance on a be-your-own-bank basis. Really interesting stuff, so stay tuned for that. Our phone number, 513-575-9654. Again, 513 575 9654. Call us, we can help. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Sound Money Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors here on 55KRC, the talk station. Welcome back to the Sound Money Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors. I'm Greg Brown. And I'm James Borden. We are an independent registered investment advisor firm. That means we work for clients and not companies. And it really does all start with the plan. That means having a plan, knowing what you own, why you own it. So whether you're seeking advice on an old 401k, 43b, IRA rollover, investment strategies, retirement planning, income planning, tax planning, social security maximization, Roth conversion analysis, NUA analysis, perhaps even an in-service rollover for those that are still working, all those and more we can help, 513-575-9654. Website, brownfinancialadvisors.com. Email, team at brownfinancialadvisors.com. And our home office is in Milford, but we also have locations in Blue Ash, Westchester, and Florence, y'all. All right. Continuing our subject today, the conversion strategies to consider, understanding the different tax strategies to take advantage of in today's market environment, uh, and using every tool resource available to you, which through us 
is immense. We just need one thing to help you, and that is you. Just come in, contact us, email, uh, phone call, just set an appointment at a time, and we will assess exactly where you are, analyze things, make specific recommendations, help you with uh, 401k allocations. You know, we, we look over your shoulder. We can't invest and manage that money for you. Uh, still in the company's hand in the 401k, and you defer to employer-sponsored plans and such, but we can still look over your shoulder and help you make some decisions that you're just flying solo. And we can kind of like, well, we can grease the skids and get you on a track so that the appropriate time down the road, we can implement some of these strategies now or just sometime again down the road. So we wrapped up Roth conversion. So we'll provide a Roth conversion strategy five, 10 years, uh, maybe before retirement for some of you after the first full year of retirement, get your tax bracket down low enough to see how this illustrates, look at it both ways. It's all you have to do is come in. That's going to be complimentary, no obligation. Now we're going to transition to another approach and that's leveraging life insurance. And you've heard this kind of like marketed and branded out there as be your own bank. There are many different uh, ways to utilize this effectively. And one, one approach is, with life insurance, you most of the time you think of it, it's not really life insurance, it's death insurance. And that'd still be true. Secondly, if the emphasis is the death benefit, which many life insurance policies are geared towards, what's the most death benefit tax-free paid to a beneficiary heir based on my passing that I can get for the money? Well, this is slightly different when we approach it for the uh, tax uh, elimination strategies, if you will. What we do here is we maximize on the cash value buildup and we minimize the focus on death benefit. So keep that in mind as we kind of go through this. So, so right. maximize the living benefits to maybe at the same time, maybe not so much of focus on the death benefits. Well said. And the irony of it all to use as a living benefit inside a vehicle that was designed for death. Okay, so it's really cool stuff, though. Index Universal Life is one of the best vehicles for this approach. It's not the only one, but it's the best. Index Universal Life Insurance, also known as James mentioned earlier, IUL. That's another strategy, if you will, to potentially save on taxes throughout your retirement years. So like any other type of life insurance, you should have a suitable need for the death benefit. There has to be an insurable interest. You just can't go uh, bump into a stranger in the street, run to an insurance company, uh, complete an application, uh, for death benefit on that stranger's life and do it enough times, you know, one or more is going to die and you're going to get a big payment tax-free. doesn't work that way. You have to have insurable interest for a suitable amount of death benefit to do this. Now, when it comes to estate planning and these, these strategies, we have no problem establishing the purpose of the death benefit and the suitability of the implementation of the strategy. So just know if it sounds interesting to you, you're probably going to be just fine just to see it through see what's in it for you. The difference between IULs, Index Universal Life, compared to something like term life is that they're designed to build, meaning IUL is designed to build cash value that goes up over time as premiums are paid. As you probably know, your term policies out there have a couple of things all in common. One, a term, like it's only gonna be covering your life for a certain period of time, like uh, 20 years, let's say 20 year term. The premiums in those products are typically level, so you pay the same amount of premium ongoingly, like monthly, quarterly, annually, whatever the, the premium method is. And the death benefit remains level, okay? There's no cash value buildup. It's just you pay premium for a death benefit. All you have to do is die or outlive it. Statistically, most people outlive their term policies, and they pay nothing after you've paid everything for the term to get nothing in return. So different product. Index Universal Life, on the other hand, it has... 
uh, insurance factors that can increase over time as you get older. So we, we bake that into the calculation. It has a premium designed to be affordable to your budget to, to accomplish the task at hand, and it will result in a certain specified death benefit. And this product, it's intended to be for your entire life, okay? More of a permanent approach rather than a term-oriented approach. The term is your life, right? So how does it grow? Well, by overfunding the cash value into this bucket, this life-death bucket thing, your building up of cash covers cost of insurance to cover the death benefit that can be triggered at any time, you know, according to your own demise and time, timeliness thereof. And the second is the excess cash above cost becomes an investable component. That investable component is oftentimes in this product linked to an index, a market index, such as the Dow, S&P, NASDAQ, some proprietary indices that are out there. So as those year over year grow, you get some of that growth. Okay. And these products compared to annuity products, their caps or participation rates are much more favorable. Well, what is that? What's a participation rate? It is the amount of the gains when the market index is up that you get. Okay. So you'll get some of the gains, sometimes even most of the gains with none of the downside baked inside this vehicle. So you run it forward number of years, you're paying a certain premium, so much cost to the death insurance, the rest going to an investment component linked to an indice, getting some of the upside, some of the most, sometimes, you know, it could be 10% participation. So if the market's up 15, you get 10%. If it's down 15, it goes down 0%. Okay. All that comes out of your bucket is the cost of insurance, but we've already illustrated and created a pathway that covers the cost of insurance strategically and the, the excess buildup of the cash that becomes investable to grow over time too. Okay. So now what happens? Okay. It sounds like a security, but it's not, it's a full, it's an insurance product from an insurance company and all benefits pass tax-free as death benefits. But what are we really trying to achieve here with this cash value? Well, over time, the building up the cash illustrates very nicely as another source of foundational income, you know, like social security you might have or pension you might have, but this one's highly unique. The income or cash flow you structure out of this is going to be tax-free every dollar along the way. So check this out. You will, in essence, take loans from this account at retirement, uh, calculated at a certain level so there's a sustainability, so it can go on, you know, uh, ongoingly. And that amount that comes to each month will increase the amount loaned out by your policy's cash value that is owed back to the policy at some point in time. And the loan cash that you take out is tax-free cash flow to you in retirement. Now, did we just cause you to get in debt in retirement? Not, not technically, yes, but uh, practically speaking, not at all. What happens to the loans at your death? Well, the calculation and we maintain the policy and integrity of the policy to be sustainable in such that when you die, the outstanding loans are paid with the death benefit and any excess death benefit goes tax-free to your beneficiaries too. So you just pulled off a hat trick. You just pulled off a tax-free source of retirement cash flow in a future environment that's going to be riddled with taxes and people with money are going to be the target of that, that financial liability bullet. So... The, the pro-growth potential so on the pro side, one of the most significant advantages is potential for healthy gains without downside to have access to the cash value. What about this be your own bank thing? Well, remember loans? You go to bank for a loan? 
Well, if you were to build up in a cash flow during life's journey, whether it's a car purchase or a second home or just funding your retirement monthly cash flow, you can access loans and any loan like, you know, for some hard asset like a car, you don't go to the bank. Don't use the financial services of the auto company. Borrow from yourself. Pay yourself back just like you would anyone else. And you'll earn money on that process. You will not pay a net negative interest rate to anyone. It's almost like an interest-free loan to yourself, the bank of you. So many cool things that are on the pro side of this. Very few on the negative, actually, James. But um, let's let's cover some more of the um, advantages. Well, here's another pro, which would be the tax advantages. Cash value in the IUL, the Index Universal Life, it does accumulate on a tax-deferred basis. And the death benefit, like we mentioned before, is tax-free. What's better than that, right? Tax-free. You can also, as Greg mentioned, you can also draw, and I'm going to use this in quotes, the word income, because when you draw monies out of these policies in the form of a loan, it is tax-free because it does not count as income. So guess what? It never hits your tax return, which also means it does not indirectly cause taxation on your other benefits, such as your Social Security and or your Medicare premiums. It's also important to note that the policy loans and withdrawals Yes, they do reduce the available cash value and the death benefit, and it could potentially cause the policy to lapse to potentially affect guarantees, but that's just the potentiality. So remember this, do not go beyond your cost basis and everything will be just great is the point about that. All right. As we kind of transition into some of the cons, James, there's some long-term care benefits we'll want to talk about, and then we'll get into some of the what, what's if it, it can't all be that good, too big to be true, too good to be true. It's pretty darn good, but there are some cons. We'll cover those too. So stay tuned. Our phone number 513 575 9654. But stay tuned. You're listening to the Sound Money Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors here on 55KRC, the talk station. Welcome back to the Sound Money Investment Show. Brown Financial Advisors. I'm Greg Brown. And I'm James Borton. We are a registered investment advisory firm, and we're also independent. We do work for clients and not companies. Our phone number, 513-575-9654. Website, brownfinancialadvisors.com. Email, team at brownfinancialadvisors.com. And our home office is in Milford. We also have locations in Blue Ash, Westchester, and Florence. And Greg? Well, James, as we continue with conversion strategies to consider, kind of this tax advantage, tax-free, tax-efficient, tax-friendly approach to how to handle otherwise tax-not-so-friendly buckets of money people have, IRAs, 401ks, tax-deferred employer plans, et cetera. What we've covered so far is Roth conversions. Okay, Call, call us, contact us. We'll provide you a conversion strategy and illustration and, and make recommendations. Complimentary again. Then we started to get into about up to our ears in uh, index universal life and tax-free alternative approaches for tax-free cash flow in retirement, being your own bank. When we were talking about the pros, the benefits, there are many. We kind of left off with, uh, you have some thoughts here on long-term care benefits, and then we'll get into some of the maybe less positive aspects. Yeah. So another potential pro or or benefit of these, the long-term care and other types of living benefits is that the insurance, the life insurance, the IULs, most of them have at least available as a benefit for things like long-term care. That means that you attach a rider to the policy and it will help you to cover the cost of potential long-term care stays. Also in the form of chronic and or critical illness riders. 
all those things can be added to the policies at a very low cost. Sometimes they are built into the policy and there is no additional cost. It just depends upon the policy. Now, another one that's available for some, and this does matter, is the waiver of premium enhanced liquidity. And what that means for the waiver of premium is that in case something happens where you can't or don't make the payment, the waiver of premium would kick in. And that's just simply one of the riders that's available. Another living benefit that's typically available is something called the accelerated death benefit. And remember this, it's not a direct replacement for long-term care insurance. These are just a different way of approaching and perhaps paying for and subsidizing the potentiality of a long-term care stay. So remember this, these different policies do have underwriting. The life insurance maybe is not quite the same underwriting as long-term care insurance, but nevertheless, underwriting still does apply. The, the whole point is that these can be very effective in helping to pay for long-term care expenses. Very good. Now, many, many benefits. We've only scratched the surface of them. Um, what's most important is, does it work for you? Would it apply to your situation? And there's only one way to answer that. Come on in, contact us. We'll get to work on that together. No cost, no obligation. That still means free. So keep that in mind. Now, it can't be all good, can it? Well, there, there, there are some downsides, if you want to call them that, pros versus cons. Here's some cons. Limited gains. Now, limited gains, unlike equities or investments directly tied to the stock market, these indexed universal life products, they have that cap or that max, that participation rate. We talked about that, where how much of the gains do you get versus the losses? Well, the good news is the the account, in well, the index that it might be linked to, if that index like NASDAQ or Dallas negative for the year, zero is your hero. You cannot go backwards. You cannot below go below zero. On the other hand, if it's up, if the index is up, you can look for some some handsome or attractive percentages of participation. It's not unusual to see 8, 10, 11, sometimes 12% participation rates in these products, much more hardy than annuity products are when it comes to participation rate. So, but well, what's the, what's the con in that? Well, it's limited, right? You don't get all the gains. You can get some, sometimes even most mathematically, if you look back and none of the downside, but you don't get all of the market gains. Okay. Sometimes if you'll, if we have some models to show you that oftentimes it's not how much you make in the market, it's how much you keep. So don't be fooled or stymied or confused by not getting all the gains. You get a good part of them and don't go backwards. You'll be very well pleased with how the math and the projections look. The other is, let's say a con of risk factor, any product linked to equities. Just know that an index universal life is not free of risk. The interest credit does not equal what the policy is expecting or showing on the illustrations uh, for the premiums paid. In other words, it's just an illustration. Like most illustration, there has to be an expected rate of return entered and introduced into the equation. And when that projects out, yes, it can look very, very dandy indeed. But what's reality going to be? Maybe the returns over time and your participation will be higher, might be lower. That can impact the quality of the looking back on what the illustration suggested your future would look like. But that just goes with anything. The same markets will affect you on your market-based investing and you know CD investing relative to interest rates. So it's not like this is in a vacuum as a con. This is the downside of most any investment. This product approach just happens to have fewer ones. And then fees and costs. Since it's not a, just a straight up investment account linked to the market, getting all the ups and downs of what you're invested in, it's getting you some of the gains, none of the downside, but don't forget the 
the death benefit costs real money too. So out of your premium, so much is going towards that. So don't be confused or concerned that there are fees and costs built into this to pay for those other benefits. James outlined several of them. You know, of course, they're not free. They go as part of the, the, the how it's all working together. It's kind of like the matrix of the cost, um, the cash, excess cash, benefits, investable component, and all the promises guaranteed the company makes. So like any other financial product, there are some costs tied to these products internally. And we do a great job of disclosing those through the illustrations as we are your advocate, your fiduciary. Don't forget. So anyway, James, let's just go on to some of the uh, the, the tax related talk. Yes, this deals with the tax rate. So the current tax rates that we have are likely, perhaps even very likely to go up. If we hit the Wayback Machine to say, mm-hmm. oh, I don't know, 2017, a married couple filing jointly with a taxable income of, say, $240,000 that couple was in the 33% federal tax rate, the tax bracket of the 33% federal tax bracket. Thanks to the Trump tax cuts and the Jobs Act, that same couple is now in the 24% federal tax bracket. And if you filter that on down, there's even more savings because what was the 25% bracket is now 22%. 15% bracket is now the 12% bracket. Now, Contrast that with the current administration and Congress, too. They seem quite determined to raise taxes. It's probably a a good assumption to think that the future rates will be higher, perhaps even significantly higher. The only question will be on which group that these tax increases will apply. And on top of the what we think of as the ordinary tax rates, there's also the threat, the looming threat of capital gains rates. So that means long term capital gains and also qualified dividends for people in certain tax brackets could be seeing a very significant tax increase for those types of gains. Now, another one, this is just simply with the current landscape of what seems to be trillions and trillions of dollars being spent on various programs, bailouts, stimulus, current deficit. That also suggests that very simply taxes will need to go up in the future. Greg? Yeah, I was just thinking, um, it's kind of ironic that the current administration's proposals are being better received by the CBO, Congressional Budget Office, and the Federal Reserve just because whatever they're budgeting and laying out as programs, even though they're extremely costly, I mean, everyone can agree it's just trillions of just, it's extremely expensive. And the government has to raise revenue for this. But because they're also, as a part of their proposals, having, you know, the, the, the soak the rich or whatever people want to call it, increased tax rates, 400000 and above, uh, we, we believe it'll dip lower than that. You do too. Let's just be real. And what the actual taxable gain uh, tax will be, who knows? But it's being better received because the expenses are being married up with inflows tied to increased taxes. So that looks better on paper than some of the proposals of, albeit our more conservative candidates and people who will lower taxes, maintain expense levels, or even increase like COVID in the last administration couldn't be helped. You know, it is what it is. But that doesn't look so good on paper. We know that it benefited pro-business, pro-capital, pro-jobs. But, you know, isn't it ironic that a a proposal that's extremely expensive and almost unsustainable can look better to, quote unquote, experts just because it's tagged to some revenue? It's not real revenue. It's 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 real taxes. Anyway, that's why we're here. We want to help you grow your money with appropriate risk over time on a net net tax efficient basis. Cause what you keep is only after all cost, any cost, 
real gain net of tax and any other liability. So that's what we're talking about here. There's a couple of things here on the, the SECURE Act to look at. Um, just know that the SECURE Act, when it went into place, it changed the amount of, you know, you have to take your inheritance from an IRA, from a beneficiary non-spouse and get it taxed sometime during the course of 10 years. There's just, there's so many reasons. Why wouldn't you do some of this? Well, contact us. Why would you do it? Because you need to contact us. We'll illustrate it. We'll be in your corner and help you today. Now, if you want to say, why should you not do a Roth conversion? It's if you have to pay taxes and you have to pay the taxes only from the IRA itself. So if you have to cannibalize the account to simply pay your taxes, then maybe a Roth conversion is not right for you. There's more. There's much more. Our phone number at the office, 513-575-9654. Call us. We can help. Now, on behalf of Greg, myself, James, and Barry, thank you for listening today. Have a great week. And remember this, sound money, where good things are believable, achievable, and true for you. <laughs>